Welcome to our podcast, Ships on Fire. I'm Kilda. And I'm Jess. We know life is busy, it's flying by, and our schedules are full, which can make you feel disconnected. We believe your calendar of tasks doesn't deserve to get in the way of your relationship with God and others. We care about you, and we know it's not always easy, which is why our stories connect. We are grateful to spend this time with you as you pause from the busyness of life and move forward on the journey God has for you. Friend, let's take root and grow together as we set ships on fire. Hey there, thank you for listening to another episode of Ships on Fire. We're excited to spend the morning or afternoon or evening with you guys today, and we do apologize that we are a little bit late in getting this podcast out. We are starting a whole new season of school, and we're not really sure what that's going to look like, but we are excited and nervous and just all the things, all the feelings that go along with that. So um, so yeah, what do you got going on, Kiola? I know you had just said we don't know what it's going to look like, and it has been pretty crazy for us as we see all of our friends posting their first day of school pictures. And even, you know, it technically was our kids' first day of school, and it was as if they didn't really go to school, right? Yeah, well, this week for us uh, is orientation week, so we technically haven't really started, I guess, yet until next week. So, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because a lot of the responsibility has been shifted to us, and it's always been, I believe it's been the responsibility always of the parent. However, the school has been a big part. School has been a big part of our lives as we grew up and school is a big part of our kids lives with all of this it's helped us to reflect on well what does it look like what could it look like what should it look like and I mean I'm excited about being able to help and be a part of it all because it's not the responsibility of the school and the teachers I believe with that said teachers I want to give you guys a big shout out because you guys are rocking it you're kicking butt I keep seeing this phrase on social media and it really, in my mind or in my heart, it stirs up that it devalues teachers. So I just want you to know that you guys are rocking it. You guys are awesome. And the quote is, and I believe, again, I believe the quote comes from a good heart, but it's teachers are doing the best they can or they're doing the best with what they have to work with. And again, just something in me when I hear that, I'm like, man, that's such a devalue. Yes, that is true. But you guys are kicking butt. You're rocking. You do this day in and day out. And I just pray for you that your why will continue to come through and that maybe you discover new things about yourself and about how you go about teaching and what you love about it and why you do it for the generations and the generations to come. So Jess, how's it been for you with all of this as a parent in this fight and where's kind of your mind been at? So to be completely honest, uh, I try not to think about it a whole lot because it's uh, it's just uh, just new, out of my comfort zone, not really sure what to expect. I'm not sure how the kids are going to do with being online all day on school with school. So yeah, I just don't I try not to just sit there and think about it for long periods of time. So what have you been doing to help with this uncertainty? Because you can't just avoid it or ignore it, right? So, uh, well, definitely praying about it. I can't control what's happening in the course of how school is going to look this year with online. 
So I just have to release that to God and do my part, but I just have to release all the stress and anxiety and nerves and unknowns to God or I will be a complete mess. For me, you know, again, I'm a pretty laid back guy, so it's not fully on the forefront. I know that it'll happen. It has to happen. I mean, we went through contemplating even homeschooling. I mean, either way, we were planning on doing this virtual school, but it's crazy because just when you think there is certainty plans changed. Of course, I talk going back to our teachers, man, I think they're already in school and there's some things that they still don't know. And many of our teacher friends had no clue all the way up to day one. So again, my heart goes out to them. I don't know that I can empathize so much because they're in the trenches with our kids. But again, they're doing a great job online. The energy in our teachers anyway, and the experience we've had, and then our friends seeing their heart for children just has been great. So my intention is to hopefully take their enthusiasm and be able to use some of that with my kids. I hope I'm able to experience some of the, I mean, the great thing, we're in the classroom with them. Man, we can be hidden in the cut, and I'm sure that makes teachers nervous, but (laughs) we can be hidden, we can listen in, and I can study my child a little bit and see where they respond well, so that way I can be of some help to them. And then I can also ask the right questions, even with our teachers, to use them as resources, not as the sole provider of education. Yeah, I think parts of it will be neat to learn your child's learning style a little bit differently than you would uh, because we don't normally get to spend that time with them in school. So just certain aspects of it will be interesting. Certain aspects will probably make me want to smash my head against the wall. But I think, um, you know, and I think it's important also how we approach school and talk about school this year in front of our kids and even behind, you know, when our kids are asleep and we're having a conversation about it at night. I think it's important just to just think about what's coming out of our mouths and where, you know, if stuff that is coming out of our mouth is a little bit, you know, off or whatever, just check, you know, deep dive deeper into that and find out where that emotion's coming from and and investigate that and why, you know, why those emotions are coming up or why you're saying the things that you're saying about school and being online and how it's different. I guess it's important to just investigate why those thoughts are coming out. Yeah. So talk to us, Jess, about school, like for yourself, what was your experience in school like? School for me was, I guess you can put on the side of more on the awful side. So like the learning side of school, I liked going to school for friendships and to be social and to play sports and stuff like that. But as far as the educational side, that was really hard for me. I had to be tutored pretty much my whole life. I had to do, you know, stay after school and and be tutored and do extra work to just keep my grades up. And yeah, school was a big, huge challenge for me. I did not enjoy the, uh, the learning side of school. Yeah, same for me. I wasn't a big school fan. I mean, so up until fourth grade, fifth grade, not sure, but actually, so kindergarten, I went to two schools. And then I believe it was second grade, I went to another school, second and third grade, I went to another school. Um, In fact, second grade might have been two schools as I transitioned over. And then fourth grade, I went to another school. And then I think fourth and fifth grade, yep, I went to one school. And then sixth grade, sixth, seventh and eighth, I went to a, that's when I went to Catholic school, which I've talked to you guys about. So, man, what was that? One, two, three, four. It's a lot three, of schools. Four. Yeah. I mean, all 
up until in the sixth grade. And, you know, my family, we moved, uh, even though we live in Hawaii and it's an island, you know, going to school in town versus going to school where we currently lived at the time wasn't doable. Yet, I know you just talked about you loved going to school for friends. Like in my early elementary years, like most of my friends weren't school friends. Like I had friends when I was at school, but most of my friends came from sports. Mm-hmm. And because we lived on the west side of the island, I played sports in town. So again, most of my friends lived in town. So we all didn't go to the same school. So uh, I kind of looked more forward to sports and practices and things like that, which ties into school because if I didn't do well in school, I got punished by it. It got taken away from me, whether it be from my parents or because it was the school's rule, right? You got to have certain grades once you get into high school and what. But then I think now, you know, one of our sons is going into fourth grade and fourth grade was when I started not doing well. Like I can remember thinking that being in the principal's office for not doing my work and talking too much and things like that. I even got in trouble for forging Mm -hmm. my parents' signature in uh, fourth grade and I got away with it for a while, actually. So I thought. Didn't you even write your own uh, book report? Like you made up a book? Yeah, no, it's crazy (laughs) because I used to. I used to, I mean, many books. Like I've I've even gotten pizza for it, right? I don't know if you guys remember what was the reading program, was but it Pizza Hut. If you read so many books, yeah, you get the pins, pins and whatnot. But yeah, from fourth grade on, like I used to write my own book reports, and I don't know how I got away with it. I'm thinking that maybe my teachers knew it because I don't know, but I got good grades for it, and they just gave me maybe the benefit of the doubt that I had creative writing. I don't know. Maybe but, they uh, didn't read it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It was my own titles, my own authors. Um, yeah. I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> a fourth grader writing books, uh, book reports, you know, a, um, a review of a non-existent book. <laughs> Crazy, actually. <laughs> Actually scares me because if I'm capable of that, man, what are the kids capable of? Yeah. So, but yeah, so school definitely wasn't a big want or joy for me. And man, I was horrible with truancy and things like that. It just, it, it sucked. And then of course, college came and there was nobody to hold me accountable really to go to school. And again, I played in the first semester, it was football. So that kept me. So I went to school. And then as soon as winter came, I wasn't playing any sports and nobody was there to tell me to go to school. I kind of sloughed off and didn't. So, but with that said, I got great news. At the end of this month, I'm actually starting (laughs) school again. (laughs) Um, But it's my desire and it's, something that I've chosen to do and I'm excited about it. So wish me luck. Uh, Pray for me, please, as I venture into this new time of going back to school. It should be fun. You'll be do. I'll have three people in the home doing home, doing school from a computer. Yeah. No stress on you. So that should be interesting. (laughs) Thinking about this, I think about Daniel and gosh, somebody say the three names. I know one of you guys out there can say it 10 times fast, but was it Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I think I got it. <laughs> well, I think you just earned some uh, points at school for getting their names right. I can't ever get the names right. I actually have to look at what I'm reading in the Bible. 
I usually have the Bible read to me as I have my Bible open because half the words I can't pronounce, probably because I didn't love school and learn how to pronounce words. (laughs) Again, with them, I think about them and I think about school and like, what are we really achieving in school? I know a lot of it is head knowledge, of course, wisdom. You know, I think about that. What are we really teaching our children? All the book smarts are great and they need it, which makes me think about those three because the king chose them because of their aptitude of every kind of learning, which we find in verse four, right? They were well-informed and they were quick to understand. And with this is all in addition to, of course, they had no physical defects. They were good looking, strong. I think about that and it's like, okay, well, so those guys were smart. They had knowledge. Um, so I think I'm going to do a little bit more research on, on those guys there. But because of their obedience and their intentional action to not defile their body by, you know, when they denied all the food and all the, the finer things in life, so to speak, they weren't dependent and they didn't fall victim to those finer things of life that God gave them knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, which we see in verse 17. I don't know that they sat in a schoolhouse or anything like that. So when I think about our kids and them going to physical school, I do think about that. I'm like, man, is that actually that important? And what is my role in helping them to gain that knowledge, to gain that, the wisdom? Yeah. And well, this is a side note, but we're watching a show on Netflix called When Calls the Heart and it's fantastic and you should watch it. And the teacher in the show the other day said that it doesn't matter about the building. It's just like it matters what they're learning kind of long. Right. Didn't she say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something like that. So and I also think about church, too. Like it's not the building. It's the people that make up the church. So I don't think, you know, we don't have to have the actual building for them to learn and, and, and gain knowledge and stuff. So. Yeah, and the show, they meet in the saloon, you know, in the local bar Yeah, during the day. So it isn't about the building, but yeah, what and it's, is being taught. Yeah, and that show was from like, what, 1900 or something? So yeah. it was. it's just interesting to watch because all the kids are in the same school, you know, from a young age to, to what, I think they're 16 when they finish school or something. So it's just interesting to see how different school was then versus now. Yeah, and then just the masterful way that she teaches and the overflow of her heart for those kids and being able to help walk each of those children when she sees something, you know, wrong, whether it's family life or whatnot. And then she immediately partners with the families. Mm-hmm. Um, and not not all the time, it actually goes smoothly, you know, because a lot of times the parents don't see what the teacher sees in their kids. Um, And this shows about a, it's in a a coal mining town. So a lot of the kids, a lot of the boys are, I mean, that's their destiny is to work in the coal mines. That's what they look forward to. So no matter how smart they are, it's like the parents even look away from that. Like they know the gifts and the intelligence that their kid has, but because of the financial strain on the family and because that's the destiny and that's what dad did, the education piece isn't, wasn't thought of, you know, during that time. So how can I partner with our teachers, not only to bring, give them life, but to also learn from them. And I think 
this may be another opportunity for us as Christians or, you know, say I statement for me to be able to connect with teachers and share Jesus, share the hope that we have, give them hope. Yeah, it's a unique opportunity that we've never had before. So just to remember that when your kid is on the computer and your teacher's right there, you know, how can you make an impact and and show Jesus through your kids? And how can my, you know, how can my kids show Jesus on the computer? And for the last, I mean, for the our the two youngest there their whole life, it's been trying to protect them from the computer and protect them from things like that. And now it's like, man, we got to speed up their efficiency on a computer. You know, a couple of things I think of, I think of Proverbs 22, verse six, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not be part from it. And then in Proverbs two, verse six, it says, for the Lord gives wisdom. So the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding So through all this, and I know you alluded to it, or you said it, Jess, that in your time of stress, you need to give it to God and press in. Because if I got to guess, part of it is that lack of knowledge that you think or the lie because you had such a bad experience in school or just didn't like school. Not that it was a bad experience, but you just didn't like school. But pressing in, why are we going to God? One, because he provides us the strength, but... That right there tells me, well, he will also provide the wisdom. So he'll be able to help me help you to walk through with our kids in in all of this. As our kids accept this type of schooling going on, um, what did our son say? He said, can we be a Christian school? Yeah. <laughs> so that was awesome, you know, because he wants to add in on top of what he's going to learn in school is maybe we add in you know, scripture reading. I don't want to call it religion class because I had religion class in uh, middle school. But uh, but adding in scripture and helping him, again, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. So it is very critical, I believe, right now, again, that they learn what they need to learn through school, um, see what God's up to in all of this. I'm excited to, you know, Kids are going to have old home economics again, learn mm-hmm. how to cook and yard work, you know, horticulture, all the things that I would have depended on school to help teach them. Because I know for me, I wouldn't have been asking my parents for scripture classes. I would have been like, hey, can I get more recess? Can I get more lunch? Maybe PE um, would have been my thoughts. So uh, we're encouraged by just that fun uh, statement comment that that he had made so my thought immediately was yeah we're actually gonna have to you know we're gonna be living this out in our home so we're gonna have to ask for forgiveness all the time <laughs> from each other yeah well as we wrap up you know we just wanted to bring this to you because it's at the forefront for all of us is school and even if you don't have children you have friends who are struggling friends who are doing well so you know as a body let's let's get together let's take our best practices let's be there for each other listen to each other help encourage one another spur each other on to loving good deeds yeah and i and i just know you know when that these teachers are being asked to do something that is that they've never learned how to do so 
if you're watching your student be taught and you don't necessarily agree with your teacher or the way the teacher is doing stuff, just remember that this is so new, you know, they weren't taught to teach from a, from a computer to students and students, this is new for them. They weren't taught to be, you know, learning from a computer. So it's just different for everybody. So it's a good time to give grace Kilo, so last time you talked, you talked about being of one mind. Peter was talking to the church and he was telling them, you know, warning them, hey, be of one mind. And like I said in the sermon, I think we're all down with being of one mind, typically as long as it's my mind, right? Yeah, I mean, even at home, I want things to go my way. So as long as Kilo's on my page, then things are good. But as soon as it changes a little bit, it, uh, it's not okay, you know? So, and I think we find ourselves, especially during this time right now, specifically with what's going on and all the different choices we have for what to do with our kids. I think it's a really good time to kind of check our own hearts as to what is coming out and what our reactions are to maybe other people that are doing something different than we are doing. So if I'm choosing to send my kid to school or not send my kid to school or send my kid to the hybrid solution of school, or if I'm sending, if I'm keeping my kid home hundred percent, I think a lot of the times just even not even saying anything, but just our reaction in our faces can show somebody how we're feeling. So I think just to keep that in the back of your mind when you're having a conversation with somebody, uh, how we are responding to them, it's a really good time to show respect to each other, even if we have different opinions and we can still love our friends and our neighbors, even if they're doing something differently than us. And I think too, with social media is that we could say, you know, we're sending our kids back to school and post a picture of our kids going back to school. And then someone could say a comment that could hurt that mother or that father that posted that picture. So I think just being careful with our words, being careful with what we're typing and other people's social media feeds and stuff, I think it's a good time to just check our own hearts. We are going to be enduring this over the next month and getting some normalcy, figuring it out, doing what we can do to to help our kids So we have decided that we're going to take a quick break for the month of September, which will give us time to take care of what we need to take care of, but then also give us time to pray more about Ships on Fire and how we can continue to help you grow on the journey that God has for you. We may have a couple bonus episodes that may come out in the month of September. Be prepared to hear from us in October first week of October yeah we're excited to spend this time with our kids and be there for them physically mentally emotionally all the things prayerfully yeah absolutely pray first in all things well we love you guys thank you for hanging out with us bye we have enjoyed hanging out with you today please subscribe to ships on fire on your favorite podcast directory Follow us on social media at Ships on Fire. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Share your prayers with us in the prayer link in the show notes below. And friend, take root and grow.